Welcome to the Water Boys, episode 10. Already? We're in double digits, Justin. Wow. wow. Double digits. Congratulations to both of us. And to you, sir. Yeah. Totally. I mean, it's been a great, great right. 10 episodes. Oh, yeah. It has. It really has. And this is just the beginning for us. Uh, as you know, we're both just two Holland College journalism students trying to break a foot into the business. So. <laughs> Today... We have Nathan Chow from UPEI Soccer. We'll get to him later. But breaking news, folks. Yeah, breaking news. Seattle trades Russell Wilson to the Broncos. Super Bowl MVP, I'm pretty sure, of Super Bowl 48. Uh, Russell Wilson just got traded to the team he just beat. Well, not just beat, but team he beat in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 48, the Denver Broncos. Now, we are unsure about the final details. All we know is Drew Locke is going to Seattle in return right now. That is, I'm sure by the time this is out, this is filmed on Tuesday, that it will be out and we'll know the final details about the trade. But wow. Just first reaction, wow. So you have a division. What a trade. AFC West is just phenomenal in the quarterback room. It's juiced. Derek Hart, I love the guy. He's not in the top three. Yeah, sorry, now, sorry, Raiders fans. Yeah, sorry. Because now we have Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert all in the same division playing each other yep. twice a year apiece. Oh, yeah. What a division this is going to be. I'd and say Denver wasn't even bad. And you know no. what? You want to know something else? It's just a little something that I just remembered. Yesterday, uh, Monday... There was a little bit of news that Vaughn Miller was teasing going back to Denver yeah. because he had posted on his Instagram story, I wonder if they'll give me my old locker back. And he also wondered which number he should wear yeah. in the blue and gold. So... Could you imagine Russell Wilson and Vaughn Miller on the same team? Well, not only that, you got... Vaughn Miller and Matthew Stafford on the same team was electric. Oh, you got that. And then you have your wide receiver core, which just... Is gonna be a lot yeah, better. Even had a wide receiver play quarterback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the preseason. I mean, you got a lot better, like person that's gonna throw the ball to him now. Oh, yeah. uh, this is just unreal for Denver. A quarterback it, can change a team, and that is what is going to happen. It's early to say, but Russell Wilson is going to change Mile High around. Oh, they're it gonna hurts be in the playoffs. They're gonna it hurts be in the me to say. Again. They're gonna but, be a Super Bowl contender again just yeah. by that trade. And we're going to see what they're going to do this offseason because Denver has not wanted to have been a losing team for the last couple of years, even though yeah. they have been. They have had some bad luck. and They they really wanted to turn it around. Yeah. And uh, partly why I think they're doing this trade is because yesterday, or today, sorry, actually today, there was some more breaking news. Yeah. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, 38 years old. Signs a four-year old. contract. 38 years old. And you give him... Four years, two hundred million, one hundred and fifty-three guaranteed, as the yeah. highest-paid player in NFL history at the age of thirty-eight. Which means this contract will go until he's forty-two. Which means Tom Brady right now is thinking, "I'm coming out of retirement yeah. just to yeah. get paid." You can't help but to think what Tom Brady said in his brand. You know, him playing forty, and now he's retired, so he's gonna come back. You really gotta think so. I don't know. Tom we're, Brady's we're gonna see. Back. We're gonna Tom see. Brady's coming I, back. I think he's coming back too. Yeah. But I don't know if it's this year. I don't, I don't know what the odds are in Vegas. Vegas. I don't know what the odds are in Vegas, but Brady's coming back. I think he is too. Yeah. It, you it's know. very much like him. He's, he can't put the game down. Yeah. He's Brett Favre esque in his yeah. retirement status. He's like he. Did you see the interview the other day? He uh, had. He's like, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time with my family. Yeah. Can't wait to do a little bit more of that. Did not seem like he was actually in the mood to spend like. You know, every single day for the rest of the life. Just being a dad. Um, so I know he hasn't proven himself to be a family man. But, okay. you know, here we are. Okay. He's, yeah, he's, okay. he's coming back but on the football side. I know we, we said we weren't going to talk about NFL. But this is just two groundbreaking yeah. stories that you, you have to talk about. Denver, and can they pull through with the quarterback? So like for you, does this make Denver a Super Bowl contention contender team? Not the first year. No. No. no That's going to take some adjustment. They're going to the Super Bowl. No. <laughs> no, JK. No. They're not going yeah. to the Super Bowl. But I will say. It takes a lot to turn a team like Denver around right now. 
Russell Wilson can do it, but in a year to turn around that ship. I'm saying right now they're making the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be playing my Patriots. No. Yes, yeah. That is my take, and that's the way it's going to say right now. You know, just a trade like this, blockbuster in itself, just insane. Mahomes now has to face Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Those are... Mac Jones. Yeah. Mac Jones is going to get better, and he's already made the Pro Bowl, so... Yeah. You know, you can't throw him out. And you can't forget Joe Burrow either. You got Joe Burrow. You got no. Josh Allen. The A uh, and like Tua, I guess. When you look at highest Tua. competition. When you look at highest competition. For right now, Patrick right Mills. now, it's Josh Allen. Yeah. And now you got to throw Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert in. Yeah. Maybe but Lamar Jackson. But. Who can handle it? 1v1. A little experience on Russell Wilson's way. A little talent on Patrick Mahomes' way. A little I expressiveness. Think, I think that. The it's AFC West nice. just got so much better, yes. so much more yes. popular like and two years. Just in two years, yeah. the AFC West has gone from love Kansas City, we've always been great, forget 2006, we're the best, put, put the team on our back. But, no, it, the AFC has been bad in the past, especially the last two or three years with Denver, well, yeah. LA, and but now in the NFC, yeah. Seattle's basically a lot a laughing stock. Yeah. Well, we'll I mean, yeah. what will be interesting to DK see Metcalf is see if they trade who? DK Metcalf. Yeah. It will be very interesting to see if they trade away they their can't. talent. They can't. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Imagine. Well, we obviously don't know the final details with the yeah. trade, but imagine they traded. Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. That would just be stupid on the Seahawks' behalf, yeah. but it's just a thought. It just there would no longer be a 12th man. <laughs> no. But other than that, we do have the Aaron Rodgers trade or contract extension. Yeah. Not only did he stay in Green Bay, he gets the most money ever for a player in the history of the NFL. So what are your thoughts on it? Well, he is... If you look back for a whole career, he's a hell of a quarterback. Mm. Highest paid? No. I, I wouldn't name him there. I wouldn't name him in that top three category. Tom Brady, obviously. You know, highest paid. I could see that. You know. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that got me thinking, like, that he got what he got is the fact Green Bay did not want to lose him. Yeah. And that's the only reason that... Because according to many reports around the league, uh, no one's confident in Jordan Love in that in that uh, Green Bay Packers organization. And yeah, they didn't think he QB could start. Roman. That QB room is thin so, in Green Bay. So, I don't think... I don't think they were ready for that. And I think they yeah. were going to pay whatever they need to pay in order not to lose him. And not lose him to Denver because that's where he was gonna go. They're squeezing the old lemon. <laughs> when Aaron Rodgers came out of Cal, man, he was a great quarterback, and he had a lot of potential and a lot of eyes on him too. So for him to carry a career of that strength with that hype, amazing. He has had an amazing career too, yeah. learning from one of the best, Brett Favre. Do you think this is? I don't think personally that this will happen, but. Do you think he will play his contract out? No. No way he can go all four. I really don't think so. And if he does go all four, it will be probably the worst contract in NFL history. Miracle on turf. I really do think that. And But, like, time will tell. You know, we had Tom Brady, the uh, mm-hmm. best quarterback of all time, and he lasted till 44 mm-hmm. and probably could go again. But I really don't think that's Aaron Rodgers' game is to play the long game and be in the pocket until he's 43, 44. Before we move to the NBA, the Chiefs have caught a little bit of a Matt Nagy curse. Yeah. <laughs> him. Man, I, I'm excited to see what he can do in something with a bit less pressure than head coach at that role. Mm-hmm. And Andy Reid has a great coaching tree where... 
a lot of his proteges well, move on to bigger and better things. I feel like Matt Nagy is going to be basically told, scrap everything you ever know, ever knew. Yeah. And you're going to listen to me. Yeah. It's basically what Andy Reid's going to tell. That is a lengthy offensive playbook in so, Kansas City. Yeah. And one that is not traditional in any sense of the word. No. Yeah. But moving to a big star, just like Patty Mahomes is in Kansas City, we got Memphis growing in the NBA. Hot. They're 43 and 22 at the time of recording, if I'm. Hundred percent sure. Don't quote me on that, you know. But John Morant is the sole reason that they're in this position. They're second in the West, uh, tied with Golden State, actually. And it's all because of John Morant. And if he was to get injured at any point, they'd be done. Yeah. Uh, everyone knows that. Uh, but we got to credit him for the way that he's playing. And one thing to remember about John Morant is. His numbers and his play style are exactly like Derrick Rose's 2011 MVP season. So, brings us to the question, is John Morant in MVP discussions this year? No. No? Not at all. Uh, Why not? There are so many more talented players in the NBA this season. Mm. There's no way that John Morant, credit where credit is due, he has done great things in Memphis. Mm Mm-hmm. But... No, he... He's turned that franchise to, around. Yeah, compared to Curry, compared to DeRozan, compared to MB. a lot of stuff out east with Miami. You have a star-studded cast there. Joker. Yeah, some good stuff out, out of even Atlanta. Even. No. There's a lot of <laughs> talent in this league compared to Moran. And, again, he's turned that team around. He has. But he's not in the MVP race. I think he personally is in the MVP race. I really do. I I don't think he is the MVP, but I do think he deserves yeah. to get some votes. Uh, he is playing a he lot better votes, than yeah. anyone else that you just named right now. Right now? Yes. Right now. Right now? Right now. And how's this season? How's this season? His whole season compared to every... Star that I named. Oh, I think he's just on par with them. And I think that he's played a lot better as of late. So he's definitely up there. He's but. he's unreal. Like, he's he's got to be a top five player in the NBA. Obviously, you can't name anyone else other than Kevin Durant, number one in the NBA right now. Exactly. And you can't look at right now when you're looking at the MVP title. But right now is a big factor into it. Like, yeah. you look at the standings and they're 43 and 22. Late season I mean, matters. last year, I don't even know if they made the playoffs. I forget if they made the playoffs last year. Man. So, what he's doing to turn this frame... I know he's getting... They built, they put some shooters around him, but just his athleticism... Yeah. It kind of reminds me of watching Russell Westbrook in OKC. Just his athleticism and just his explosiveness to get to the net mm-hmm. and dunk and everything like that and poster it's just really fun to watch but I do think he is in the MVP discussion I do think you're wrong about that we're going to see him at the end of the year if he gets some some MVP votes there's better he'll get some votes he's done some great things but there's better someone that is not going to get MVP votes but is uh very cal- a very all-star worthy player uh, in the league. Jason Tatum scored 54 the other day. Putting up a night. Yeah, and the Boston Celtics are looking more dangerous, which is very scary to say because that is a very yeah. deep team. They had a tough start to the season. They did, and tough they start. seem like they're getting losing on a roll. To, yeah, losing to some teams that probably maybe, shouldn't have lost to. Yeah, no, and especially now, you look at it. And if they had this finish like they did a start, mm-hmm. we'd be talking to them as the same accolades as even Memphis, Miami, Chicago, Golden State. Man, they're heating up a little bit. And they, because they it's dangerous to play them. One or two, maybe even three players. You got Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, yeah. those two are the leading like 
leading players on the team, and yeah. then you got the cast support like Marcus yeah. Smart. They have a Mr. Assist, and he's been killing it. So, yeah. it's just it's scary to see them play. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be NBA uh, title contenders. You yeah. know, they could go deep though. I mean, they're playing good basketball now, but come playoff time, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I don't think I don't think they're gonna be be that good. Yeah. Celtics postseason are a lot like some teams in the curse that, you know, they have a great regular season and, you know, there's a lot of hope that's built up from October and, you know, that hype builds and builds builds through the, yeah. And I think it just gets to them, so fingers crossed for them. I want them to do well. I, I want to see the Celtics do well. I used to be a Celtics fan, you know that? I didn't know that, yeah, but... We love the Celtics. The Celtics, unfortunately, I don't think they're doing well this year. So, I mean, like, yeah, I'm saying they're playing good right now, but in reality, I don't think they're going to be a great team. They're playing good. They're not playing great. No. But... It'd definitely be a surprise. In terms of scoring at a high level, we turned to the NHL, and we just got our our first 40-goal scorer of the season. Papa, Big Papa, Austin Matthews. He had, what, two goals? Last night? No, he only had one, I'm pretty sure, last night against Columbus in the 5-3, 5-4 win, 5-3 win, uh, which they almost blew that. They were up 3-0. Two points, that I thought. Yeah, two points, I think. Yeah, two points, one goal. One goal and one assist, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, So he's the first one to crack 40 on the year. Dry Saddle's 38. Uh... Criders, Chris Crider of the New York Rangers, 38, and Alex Ovechkin is 34. So who, out of who, those four, yeah. who do you think's taking home the Rocket Richard this year? Matthews. Matthews? That's a hot start. And for him to maintain that start to last night, playing Seattle here, uh, tonight, that's, that's hot. And he's got... Two chances to really extend his league, his lead in the goal scoring mm-hmm. with these next few opponents. And when the season's shortened up like it is now, that matters a lot. It yeah. depends on that second half of your schedule. And I think Toronto. How has, far do you think he's going to get? Mm, you think he's going to hit 50? I'd like, 60? I th- I'm, I'm feeling 52. It's my lucky number. What about you? I'm Who do you s- think's getting it, and where do you think they're headed up? Well, for me personally, I do think Matthews is going to break the 50 mark, but I'm going to take the underrated, under-the-radar player, which we got the superstars, Drysdale, yeah. Ovechkin, and Matthews, who's getting all this attention. Surprise me. But Chris Kreider, Chris Kreider, he's going to win it. He's going to win it. He's going to win the Rockford Shard. He's been playing phenomenal this year. 38 goals on the season so far. Yeah. I really do think he's going to f- finish the season strong, and we'll see what happens. I do believe, though, he's going to finish with probably around 54 goals on the You're year. You're saying 54. 54 goals okay. on the year. I, I will give Matthews 51. What? We'll then, mark it. We'll mark it for later yeah. date. Oh, yeah. But, but Matthews has the better team around him. Yeah. yeah. Uh he has, the the, he, has, he has the better. He has, he the, has better, the better offensive player. He has the better matches. offensive players and team, yeah. but the goaltending. Hey, hey, real quick though. Crowder's got that. Yeah, real quick. Toronto, fifteen and one, when Tavares scores. Little did you know, sabermetrics. I so mean, that's their key to success. If Toronto wants a cup, which <laughs> obviously they do, get Tavares to put the puck in the net. Well, he can't do that right now. No. He can't do it. He well, I mean, okay. he did score last night. He, he, no, he scored Saturday night against uh, Vancouver for the first yeah. time in a couple of games. Yeah. It scored in the last night too. A uh, did he? Okay, yeah. so he's he's getting back, but there was a fifteen game scoreless drought for him. Yeah. So yeah. he's having struggles putting the puck in the net this year. He's become more of like an assist player. Which is fine. Which is good for Matthews. Yeah, which is good for Matthews. But in terms of overall team, I think that 
the cast is a lot better, and there's a better chance of the Leafs winning this year. Yeah. But, but Leafs have a better goalie than Edmonton. The Leafs and Oilers goaltending situation not the best, but we're going to talk about that in a second. I just want to mention who's backing up Chris Kreider. Yeah, Igor Shosturkin, and I probably just butchered his name, but you know, I'm sorry if I did. He's having probably one of the greatest goaltending seasons ever. Nine forty-two save percentage, twenty-six or twenty-eight six and three, He's and under one, two goals allowed on him. Yeah, game. which is unbelievable. He's probably gonna hit a couple hard votes. If not, he should get a heart and probably the Vesna too. Yeah. Um, but we haven't seen this type of goals to send goaltending season in terms of statistics since 1970. No way. Really? 1970, 1971 was the last time someone had a nine point or 942 save percentage, minimum 25 games played. Man. That is insane. Yeah. Insane. So, we have this. Oh, 50 we, years. We have this. We have an insane season going on. But then, we also have teams with struggling old tenders yeah. right now. And, and going back. Rangers don't have a star-studded defense. I mean, they got so, Adam Fox. That's about it. Yeah. So, for him to put up those numbers with a defense that, for lack of a better term, Could be better. is lacking a little bit. Could be better. Could be better. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I, I really am impressed with that. And what I'm not impressed with is the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. They need Edmonton's to do something. far worse than Toronto. Oh, they need, Edmonton needs... Boston's, Boston's backup is rated 11 spots higher than Edmonton's first string goalie. Edmonton doesn't even have a number one. Like, it goes they back don't. between Mike Smith and Koskinen. They don't. But when they you can't look at decide on which one who their best is number is. one. They say Mike Smith's their number one, but he's always injured now. Yeah. He's, like, so he's ancient, too. Yeah. So, what I think someone needs to do. And I don't think the Leafs need it as bad. I think the Leafs... Jack Leafs Campbell Jack Campbell is really good. Yeah. He's really good. He's had a, he's had a struggle. And yeah. that's... Every goaltender goes through that sometimes. Leafs are middle of the pack. Like... In goaltending. Yeah, they're not a team that I would be so worried about. The Edmonton Oilers, on the other hand... Lost cause. <laughs> so, who do they need, man? I think... And hold your cap on this. Marc-Andre Fleury needs to be traded to the Edmonton Oilers. There goes the cap. There goes the cap. What are you talking about, man? Edmonton Mark needs Marc-Andre Fleury. And he needs to get out of Chicago. Now, I'll give you this. Fleury has done great things for any team he's on. Pittsburgh did great things there. Vegas did great things there. Chicago? Not that much. For his position. He's, he's got a wide stick. He doesn't play forward. He can't put the puck in the net. But he's he he's, holding it. he's doing pretty good. He's holding it. Other down. than the other night against Tampa, but but man, is Flurry getting old? And you got to be young goaltender in this game. Yeah, I understand that, but we're talking about this year, and this is why I'm saying Mark on your Flurry. He's gonna be a rental. He might retire after this year. Yeah, but in terms of. You know what you're getting as a goaltender, in or sorry, in return for Edmonton. It's such a good deal because if they want to make the playoffs, they're going to need better goaltending down the stretch. And the only way they're going to get better goaltending is if they make a trade because Koskinen can't get provided to him, and neither can Mike Smith. You got to give up something big for Flurry though from Chicago before the trade deadline. No, they're not going to get a lot for Flurry. You got to get. They're not going to get a lot for Flurry, and Edmonton can't afford Flurry right now. I think Edmonton's going to figure it out. They're going to have to make a trade for Flurry. Is not a bag of pucks goalie for a trade, mm-hmm. obviously. No, that I'm going to say they're going to give him like a second or third round pick. They're not going to get a first for Flurry. Do you think you're getting a first for Flurry? That's insane. But I do think that they're going to get Flurry. That's my belief because yeah. McDavid's going to have a say. Um, and maybe it's not Flurry, but Flurry is Flurry's the top goalie on the trade market right now. Yeah. Granted, you're better than me. I couldn't name who they need. I think they need Jesus. 
but <laughs> they might need. I uh, thought Connor McDavid was Jesus, but turns out. Well, they call him Jesus, know. so yeah, you uh, never know. But like McDavid's yeah. not really playing McDavidly. I'm not gonna lie either. Yeah. So when, when Cal- Edmonton is yeah. just. Done over with, I think. You told me last year in pre or in preseason that Calgary is going to play the highest defense in Alberta for NHL teams. I would call you weird, but man, no. it's true. They're, Calgary Calgary's has a better defense insane. and goaltending. Oh, Calgary is insane, man. Calgary is insane. And this is the last thing we want to mention before we turn it to Nathan Chow of the UPI men's soccer team. Is the other night, Saturday night. Whoever did not watch the Calgary Flames versus the Colorado Avalanche, you missed probably the greatest regular season hockey game this season. Yeah. From first, from the moment the puck dropped in the first period to the overtime winner by Johnny Goudreau, insane game, insane tempo, yeah. insane just goaltending. Oh, I mean, Darcy Kemper got pulled, but. Didn't um, Vucic track the gloves in that game, too? Yeah, they had a heavyweight tilt. <laughs> had a physical game. Had an offensive game. Had a defensive game. Had a team play game on both sides. That was and back and back. Yeah, insane play. There was one sequence that stood out to me above the rest, and it was Kale McCarr, or Calgary's coming down on a two-on-one. He not only blocks the pass, but then... Gets back and blocks another, like, blocks both sides of the two-on-one. Yeah. Gets the puck back, rushes up the ice, passes it to McKinnon. McKinnon passes it to Kadri. McKinnon, yeah. or Kadri passes it back to McKinnon, and McKinnon rips it in the back of the net yeah. to tie the game 3-3. Insane sequence. Insane. That was nearly a three-on-one, too. But yeah. just but, overall, yeah. the best game of hockey I've seen all season. And, that was amazing. And you know what? That's my Western Conference final prediction. After Can't watching blame that, me. Can't blame me. Seven yeah. games of that, I, I yeah. couldn't argue. Obviously, Colorado is going to be there. I think... I think we've been saying that for a month now. Mm-hmm. That Colorado is going to be in the final. The Western Conference final. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who can tell how they're going to hold up against that pressure? They haven't really been... In that position before, no, to be but there, I, I really think but that this this that's this right now, this is the year. This matchup is, is insane. Year. Oh yeah, and they play two more time, two or three more times this month. This month alone, oh yeah, and we're gonna see just high tempo. Play and nothing is they didn't even play Markstrom. Calgary didn't play Markstrom, who has eight shutouts on the year. They did not play him, and they played. Uh, Who's they're calling Dark Vader, Dan Villard, uh, their backup in net, and he had a great game too. Yeah, nothing like some late regular season hockey. It always heats up, but this has been great. This is a playoff match. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I can't wait to watch this in the playoffs. Yeah, I can't wait. But now we turn our attention to Nathan Chow. Uh, the UPEI men's soccer team. We hope you enjoy. We're back here for episode 10 with third year men or UPI men's soccer player Nathan Chow. He just came off a second team all-star season for the UPI Panthers this year with two goals and two assists. And 12 games started this year, and then even including the one playoff game you guys had this year against St. Mary's, I believe. Yep. Yeah. And just coming off such a great year, we're happy to have you on the Water Boys podcast. Thanks for having me. No problem. Mm-hmm. What was your key to success this year? Uh, key to success, uh, probably just work rate, I guess. Um, yeah. I guess I get, I get uh, acknowledged a bit more for my work rate than, than most guys. Um, the announcers, that's all they always say is just, I'm always running. Yeah. Uh, the guys on the team are always asking why I'm running so much. Yeah. Is it is it a gym thing? Like, you do it in the gym and... Uh, I think it's just a more of a, like, wanting to win kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, like, even if we're up one goal, two goals, just 
keep going. Never stop. Yeah. Now you were saying before you felt like two or three more could have been named an all-star from UPEI. For sure, for sure. There definitely could have been a few guys. I can say uh, our goalkeeper, Evan Couturier, could have gotten an all-star for sure. Played unreal this season. Uh, another one, uh, rookie on our team, Casper. Uh, he also could have got one yeah. easily. What, what position is Casper again? Casper's a midfielder. Okay, yeah. So, offense or defense, where do you think you guys found your stride this year? Uh, definitely our defense. Yeah. Uh, We've we got a bit of a problem right now, potting goals. Yeah. So, we're, we're working on that one. But, uh, yeah, our defense kept us in there. Um, can't remember how many goals we gave up, but not very many. Do you think you need to focus on increasing skill with who you have now or moving towards recruiting? Um, I think it's like we could do both, yeah. to be honest. Um, I don't think recruiting's been great in the last few years, but uh, we've made it work. Is it like uh, you build towards trying to beat Cape Breton? Is that like the number one team that you're always trying to beat? Yeah, so CBU is always in your mind. Um, like they're the best team. They're, they're usually the best team every year. Uh, but I think we're more focused on getting the guys like Dal and uh, St. FX. St. FX is we want to beat those guys bad. That's your biggest rival, though. I think so right now, yeah. yes. Yeah. And then competition-wise, you said CBU. Yeah, CBU. So competition-wise, CBU usually just smacks everyone every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know when the last time they didn't go to Nationals was. So, mm-hmm. like, they're always in your mind, but it's not a big thing. Now, SMU in that conversation with CBU this year? Or this past year? Yeah, so SMU, I, I think they had a lucky lucky few games there because uh, I mean we tied we, I think we tied them once and I th- think we either tied them or beat them the first game at UPI um, but I don't, I don't know yeah so it's your third year we'll look at fifth year down the road when we have you on again I'm yeah, sure but <laughs> for sure. fourth year what's the focus uh, fourth year uh, try and put some goals in the back of the net um, I'm not known as a goal scorer more of a just, just uh, assists and stuff but Try and figure that out, see if we can get some goals in the back of that. And more games. Is, is this something that you're going to have to, what, what are you going to do to make this happen next year? Uh, I think it's going to be a lot on the off season. Uh, last year, because of COVID, there was nothing going on. I went home and pretty much was just in the gym. I maybe touched the ball three times. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, Lewis has got me an opportunity to try out for a semi-pro team in Victoria, okay. which is like three hours away from my hometown. Yeah. So hopefully, if I can play this summer, it'll change things a bit. So you're from BC, White River, right? Campbell River. Campbell River, yeah. Oh, Campbell River. Close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. You're <laughs> so you're from BC, YPEI. Uh, my coach, um, I don't know what the relationship is, but my coach back home knew Lewis, our coach here. Mm-hmm. So he got me in contact and then Lewis kind of uh, had no idea who I was and took a chance and signed me and then I guess it worked out. Yeah. How, do you, how are you liking BEI? I like it. Uh, Kelm River is a very small town. It's like thirty six thousand people. So yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the population when I looked up was like thirty five thousand. Yeah, something or something like that. So I was gonna make that small town connection. Was it just comfortability when you came here immediately with the small town? The small yeah, it was town comfortable. Kind of I think. Thing? I think uh, another big thing was was being on the soccer team because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't know a single person coming out here. Um, I knew I was supposed to room with with Evan Couturier, goalie. So I knew him. Um, but other than that, like, I probably wouldn't have made many friends the first beginning of the season if uh, didn't have a soccer team. Yeah, And soccer's growing here. We have a big old complex out in Stratford. And big time. UPI's doing well, men's and women's side. Yeah. So what's been your focus to help grow it here? I know there's a lot of outreach that goes on through UPI. Yeah, there's quite a few outreach. Um, we haven't, we honestly haven't done a, a whole lot with uh, the community here. Um, hopefully we can like get on that in the next few years. Yeah. Uh, we've done some, like a little bit of volunteering stuff, but nothing crazy. So this past year, you went from being, or like from your first year, you went from not being an all-star to, yeah, I know there was a COVID year in between, and then you come out this past year and you have a great season, you get named all-star. So during that COVID year off, what was like kind of the mindset like to get to the next level and be recognized as an all-star in the AUS? Uh, I think it was more focusing as a team. Um, so I think team play is going to be there before, like, individual play every day. So um, that offseason, we, we still had, like, a little season at, um, at, on PEI. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had we played, like, alumni team and uh, U18s. So we, we did play. Um, but, yeah, just, just, like, getting touches, making sure um, everything is just 
going right. Was it seeing the field better a little bit more? Um, being I think more it, it was, confident in your game? Yeah, being more confident and trying to be a bit more technical, take guys on and stuff. Uh, my first year, I kind of played very passive, just trying to be there, not make mistakes. Not make mistakes because exactly. you're a rookie type yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so just, just trying to bridge the gap between uh, just playing very passive and and like taking guys on, taking chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how's the technical side changed through training and practices? Um. I think so. This year, we I think we focus on a lot of technical stuff. Um, before like every practice, we do we do ball work, we do small touches and stuff. And then we did a lot of rondos this year, which is like you're standing you're standing in a big circle and you basically pass. There's one guy yeah. in the middle. Um, so we did a lot of technical stuff this year. We didn't do a lot of finishing and stuff. So I think uh, the technical side of it is is improving for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what would you add? Uh, finishing. Yeah. We did this <laughs> Exactly. And so last year, obviously, it was a struggle to put it in that. And I don't think you guys scored a goal in your playoff game against Mew. So what? How? How can you mm-hmm. even improve finishing when it's? it's um, such. It seems like it's such a hard call, uh, thing for you guys to even do right now. Yeah, I think it's just repetition. Just just going out on the field, um, just putting the ball in the back of the net really is is the only way that's going to work. Um, you can do as much like visualization and stuff as you want, but you actually have to get out there and, mm-hmm. and go do it. And is it you guys don't have the best team chemistry, or is it you just you just can't simply put it in the back of the net? Uh, it's just we just can't simply put it in the back of the net. We had the chances. We had we had quite a few chances um, this year, but it's just just getting it in the back of the net was a mm-hmm. problem. All right, so diverging a little here, I see you have tried some other sports, mainly high diving, and that did not end well. With a busted face. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. High jump. That was high jump. That was, high jump. That was, okay. That was a yeah. One. Uh, busted my face open on that one. Yeah. Was that back in high school? Uh, yeah. That was actually. That's a funny story. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't my track meet. I was volunteering. Okay. At a middle school track meet. Okay. And then it was all over, and we were we were like cleaning up. So I was like, I was like, we just put the high bar up, yeah. and we went and just tried to do it, and I busted my head open. Did you ever do it beforehand? I I did do track in, okay. in uh, middle school and high school, but yeah. high jump was not my thing. Never yeah. high jump? No. Were you more of a short distance? And uh, yeah, I did short distance. I did some long distance running and uh, a little bit of long jump. Okay, yeah. Just for fun. Yeah. Now, since you cracked your head open... <laughs> it was his face. It was his face. Just, 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 a, just a reference. Is heading the ball something that like you can't really do anymore? I can do it. Um... Uh, that is a bit, bit of a problem for me. I've had... Uh, does it give you headaches? No, it doesn't give me headaches, but I've, I've had five concussions now. Okay. So... And has each one got progressively worse if each time you had one? Uh, my first one was the worst one. Okay. Um, I, I ended up uh, getting knocked out and like waking up in the hospital eight hours later. Really? Yeah, I went head first into a brick wall playing soccer. Really? Yeah. How did this happen? Was it... Yeah, I was taking an indoor practice, and uh, we were just like practicing like 1v1, just keep the ball away from another person. And I guess I just, I don't remember it all. So these are just stories <laughs> I've heard. But uh, I tripped over his leg and just went head first into the wall, and then was sitting there drooling everywhere. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Were most of yours from soccer? Uh, yeah, most of them were. Okay. I've, I've, had, I've had one from heading the ball, but it was just a rocket mm-hmm. that was directed in yeah. the you just have that kind of, not whiplash, but you just have that yeah. spring, right? Yeah, so I'm not scared to hit the ball anymore, but uh, it's definitely something I have to worry about. Yeah. In the back of your mind, yeah. definitely. Yeah, because when you get to the higher level, coming out of high school, balls are coming faster, plays quicker, yeah. you know. So what was your, you know, main focus on that adjustment? Um, just to try not think about it. Yeah. Just do what you got to do. Um, I don't know, like, if it happens again, I'll worry about it when it happens again. Do you ever think about the long-term effects of it, like, maybe down the road if you take another one? Uh, I have, but um, I'm more interested in my career in soccer than that at the moment. This is a bad answer, but... <laughs> that's not... It's, it's a fair It's a fair assessment. Like, you, like you said, you got a semi-professional tryout this yeah. year, so... Yeah, I'm, from my understanding, it's just a try. You don't have a guaranteed spot. Yeah, so what correct. do you have to do, you think, to make the team? Uh, just go out there and play confident, I think, is, is the biggest thing. I don't want to go out there and play passive and, and just be an average player. Mm-hmm. So just, just going out there, um, showing them what I, what I can do, and, and uh, 
hopefully score some goals. So I don't know if you've seen this Ted Lasso on Apple TV, but I love it, right? And Roy Kent on there, he yeah. had a great quote. It, well, his character named Roy Kent. Yeah. <laughs> he had a great quote. I think it might have been actually the second season, but it's an effing game. You know, yeah. just play it like it's a game. You played it when you were a child, you know. So when did soccer start for you? Oh, I don't even remember. Like, as soon as I could run, basically. Really? Could have run. You just loved it all the way through, right? Yeah. I've, I found pictures recently, actually, of me playing soccer with, with people that I grew up with that I didn't know that I was friends with back then. Really? Yeah. Uh, that far back. So the game obviously brought you to a lot of people and showed you a lot of different people. Uh, what was it like growing up in BC out there with soccer? Was it like compared to here, like when you came here, do you think you were underdeveloped the game out there or was the game a higher skill, higher pace level than out here? Um, I actually think it's like pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of <clears throat> things like, like coming here, a lot of people were like, oh, like what's the difference between BC and here? And I, I can never answer that because it's, yeah. it's the same thing, small town. Mm-hmm. I'm still here playing soccer. Um, guys I know so I don't know it's like it's not very much of a difference mm-hmm. between growing up there and then coming here and playing I think borders you find some difference like in the states of course there's Montreal and Toronto that play in the MLS but the states has the MLS and then of course you go over to Europe where it's just massive yeah. Africa it's massive You're in Asia it's really big too it's pretty growing there and so who do you look to outside of Canada for inspiration who's your team um, team is Man City. Yeah. Um, now I had Dark Hut, uh, Man City fan. Yeah. Who's your player on there? Yeah. Well, uh, um, probably probably De Bruyne would be the the best one to say there. Why is that? Uh, he's just technical and, and he works hard. Everything he does. And um, do you try to like not build your game off it, but like yeah, uh, try to, in the assist way. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I mean, I don't try to like mimic his play because. Mm-hmm. He's, he's probably the best midfielder in the world right now. Yeah. But um, and we we play in different spots. I play in the wing, mm-hmm. so it's a bit bit different. But um, yeah. but yeah, definitely watch him. It's definitely a bit quicker on the wing too. I'd yes. say. You know. uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's also nicer. The wing's nice because you only have so many different directions you can go. Exactly. I don't have to watch behind. Because one, you have a boundary too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, well, in your position or in soccer, who do you look for player wise, not just Man City? Um, I used to watch Sterling, but not mm-hmm. not so much anymore. He, he doesn't play a ton anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just the way he goes at players, and he's he's quick, right? He's he's kind of built like me, mm-hmm. um, just smaller, and and he's he's got to do different things than than other people, right? Because obviously mm-hmm. I don't have the size, I can't body people. Um, I don't know. Do you guys ever watch Conor Rick Stevens play for UPI? Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like we have. Yeah. He's he uses big ass every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Wing, it's just thick. Yeah. 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 So is that is that something you try to no, use? No, I cannot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I gotta use my speed a bit more. My yeah. advantage. You gotta hit the squats and it start yeah. hitting that. Yeah. I gotta work on those the hip yeah. thrusters. See, I find <laughs> yeah, I find soccer a lot like hockey, in the sense that sometimes the assist can be a bit more attractive than the goal. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, yeah. yeah. It, it depends. Like, obviously, uh, Sam scored some nice goals this year from the top of the box yeah. shooting. But it's like tap-ins and stuff. It's like, this is yeah. always feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can make quite a few moves there and you have the freedom, you know. Yeah. The nutmeg's one of my favorite moves. Oh, the course. nutmeg. Oh, yeah. That's just crisp. Yeah. Just posh, you yeah. know. So, you have a favorite assist or goal or? Uh, my Well, my favorite assist would be first year um, Sam scored in the semifinals to beat UMB. Mm-hmm. Or not semifinals, quarterfinals, sorry. Mm-hmm. So that one felt the best. But uh, this year, I actually crossed one and it went off Fran Sanchez's knee and straight in the net. <laughs> yeah. So that what was a good one. Yeah. What was your first point for UPI? Uh, first point... Do you remember? I think... I, I think uh, well, I got in a, a few goals and a few assists in preseason my first year. But I remember my first goal against uh, Mount A. I scored and I, I ran did a backflip in the, the what, corner. What were you thinking when you when you saw it in the back of the net? Uh well so I, I collided with the goalie, so the first thing I thought was my legs hurt. <laughs> yeah. And then after that I was just going to backflip. I just wanted to celebrate so bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> after the backflip did it kinda of sink in like 
and you, you had your teammates around you, obviously, at that point. But did it kind of sink in that you were just scored your first AUS goal? Oh, uh, yeah, it definitely did, especially at the end. Um, because Lewis knows my, my coach from back home, mm-hmm. we, he took a selfie with me after the game and sent it to him. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And what what did your parents think? Call him after the game? Uh, no, I don't know. I can't remember what my parents would have said. They yeah. probably would have texted me and said, nice goal. Oh, yeah. That's were they cool. watching? Yeah, yeah, they would have yeah. been watching, yeah. That's nice yeah. goal. Yeah. Like, that's, that's always a oh, yeah. nice compliment. 100%. Were your parents ever athletes, or...? Um, I mean, my my dad was, um, I, my dad plays hockey and stuff, like, old-timers okay. now, like, yeah. beer league stuff, but he's, his, both of his knees are shot, so oh, yeah. I can't do much. As, as a kid's thing, what about the rest of your family? Um. Any siblings? I had, I actually, there's a rugby player in my, my family, my uncle. Okay. Is a, is a rugby player. Yeah. What I want to know is, uh, the UPEI team, is there any diversity in, t- in terms of favorite teams? Oh, definitely. So, what's it like in the locker room? Is it like a high intensile like locker room experience, or uh, we when, don't really talk. When about big teams. games are happening, like say um, in Europe. Not really. We don't really talk about teams when we're when we're playing because um, it'll it, it would get uh, riled up pretty quick. Oh yeah. Uh, my house. Um, I'm a city fan, and obviously the rivals are are United fans, mm-hmm. and two of my roommates are United fans. So, <laughs> okay. so yeah. Uh, yeah. They just played recently. Um, yep. What was that like? It was know. great. Uh, I, I missed part of the game, half the game, because mm-hmm. uh, I had to go watch UPI basketball. But uh, we smacked them 4-1, so it felt good. It felt oh, good yeah. to come home. <laughs> I bet that was a fun little group chat. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't even say anything. I just came home and walked in and said, nice game, fellas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the response? Oh, I didn't say anything. They were mad. They were oh, mad. They were mad. Yeah. I mean, Ronaldo didn't even play, did he? No. Like, so. uh, I can't remember who else. There's a few guys with COVID and stuff. Yeah, so... I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> United does a downward trend anyway, so... Yeah. Soccer really has that passion behind it, especially in Europe. Big you time. Know, big crowds. So, yeah. what do you want to see out of UPI in that terms? In those terms? Um, I'd like to have more of a, a better environment and, like, a yeah. crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crowds you, in Europe are crazy. Do you feel like there isn't that much support here like you don't get as many people come out to you as say a men's hockey game would or a basketball game would uh there's definitely not like as much support um i've been to a few of the hockey games and there's a lot of a lot of like die hard there's a lot of older guys there mm-hmm. um that like like to watch hockey um our main crowd is just like upi students and alumni guys mm-hmm. so other than that there's not many people there especially late season when you hit that like freezing it's rain cold. a little yeah, bit it gets cold and yeah yeah you gotta really love the game for yeah so I wanna know why why soccer when you live in Canada uh, I grew up playing like I pretty, pretty much played every sport growing up uh, baseball hockey I did play hockey um, but I don't know I just didn't have the competitive drive for, for hockey I guess as I did soccer I also tried gymnastics did gymnastics for a while uh, up until they gave me like the option, they're like you have to either do gymnastics or play soccer. So I was like, what grade was this? Would have been middle school, probably like grade, grade seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And what events did you do? In gymnastics, yeah, uh, I did them all. Um, I was uh, BC champ on parallel bars for a bit. Okay. And then I said see ya because they, it wasn't that fun. Yeah. That that has <laughs> to help with soccer that flexibility. Oh, definitely flexibility and strength. I think I oh, think. Yeah. Gymnastics really helped me um, with soccer, for sure. Oh, yeah. Ever just throw it in there at practice? I mean, obviously, your celebration is a backflip. Yeah. That takes some yeah. talent. But, you know, you ever show the boys, like, oh, let's do this double 80 here. What, what, no. Yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't done much of that uh, in the last few years. Kind of moved away from it. Yeah. But um, I definitely do sometimes. Show yeah. Off a bit. <laughs> so, formations in soccer. Every coach has kind of their key to success or kind of a lean to what's UPEI's uh it's I think it's it might change this year it kind of depends on what our team's looking like and what suits yeah. our team which I think Lewis uh our coach is really good at so yeah. we'll see we we've we've kind of um experimented with a few last season we played two different ones last season um but they worked out well yeah and what are you using now uh I we ended the season uh in a four three three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which I think we're gonna start the season with this year. But like a four three three attack, or so it'll be a four three three diamond in the middle. Okay. So it'll be like four. There'll be a diamond with uh, probably like two in the back. Mm-hmm. 
And then there'll be two wingers and a, a striker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you always start out offense, and 4-3-3 is a bit more aggressive, wouldn't you say? Yeah, um, we, we played more aggressive, uh, like uh, 3-5-2, which mm-hmm. is a more aggressive. Uh, only three defenders. Yeah. So we'll see what we decide to do with that. Kind of depends what kind of recruits we get as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Is this supposed to? Uh, is it supposed to be a good year for recruiting, or you guys been in the? Um, do you guys get kept, kept in the loop as players? Is what's happening to the team? Not as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have some recruits that are coming up Wednesday practices. We practice at six o'clock in the morning on Wednesdays, mm-hmm. which is brutal. I would imagine. Um, but. <laughs> You're is still that, doing that. Is, that. is that the only field time that you guys can get, or is that just like when it's you're cheaper. coach once? Oh, okay. It's when they have so much budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, you need that hockey budget. Yeah, we need that hockey budget. If we can get that, we're <laughs> cruising. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you feel about that? I mean, every school has their main sport. I mean, you look at Alabama, and it's yeah. football. You look here, and it tends to be hockey. How do you feel being on one of those... Not yeah. C end, but B end, you know, yeah. on the I budget. Mean, it's, it's a bit tough to think about sometimes, um, just because I think, like, if you look at CBU, they have, they have two sports, they have the same budget as us, but they split the, two, the, the budget only into two sports. Yeah. So because of that, their soccer program has such a, like, more, so much more money than us, they bring mm-hmm. in kids from... So they basically have a hockey budget. Pretty much, yeah, yes. Compared to basketball, too, it's yeah. just... Yeah. And so if you look at them in the league, they're running the league, so... Yeah. I, I just, like... Obviously, if we had more money, we could do more things, and we could. We I think we'd be better, obviously. But yeah. So next year, couple teams to beat. Who are they? Obviously X. X. We want to be X. Uh, we'd like we'd like to get some redemption against Dal again. Uh, mm-hmm. We got slapped like six, six something. Yeah. This season. Do you yeah, think you six, could beat him? Two or something like that. Yeah, I think we could too. Uh, we just we did not play well that game. Um, it's just one of those games that we just didn't show up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if we if we play them again, I think it would be way closer game. Than but for you guys, not only just play a couple of teams and beat those. What's the ultimate goal for you guys this upcoming year? Uh, well, definitely. So our goal this year was definitely make playoffs. Uh, I think we overachieved that goal. Uh, we're rebuilding right now, so like getting to playoffs was was a bit of a surprise for me for sure. Um, this year, I think if we can make playoffs and hopefully. Hopefully get to semifinals at least. Uh, we our goal is to go to nationals though. Mm-hmm. Top two teams make it. So if we win yeah. semis, we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's gonna be missed this year from uh, the roster? We did not lose a single person this year. You aren't. Nope. That's our team's, odd. Our team's very young. That that's very odd to see. Yeah. You know. Um. So we're actually gaining Cohen Rake Stevens back this year, I believe. Okay. Good. Which um. Which will hopefully he can score some goals for us. Yeah. <laughs> Put him back the net. You do have a big bench, five goaltenders. We have a massive bench. Kind yeah. of like a football team out there? Like yeah. Kind of. Um, I mean, it's the same thing, like 18 guys dress. So yeah. um, at that point, it's just it's just uh, practice squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then that. Kind of like a taxi squad, like Pretty in much. case of COVID issues yeah. or something like that yeah. comes up. Yeah. It, that, that has to be helpful. It it definitely is helpful. Um, I mean, having like that many players, we can we can do eleven and be elevens in practice. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I don't I I don't know how like what the rosters look like for other teams and how how big their teams are. But um, yeah, eleven eleven is huge. Oh yeah, the practice. soccer rosters tend to be a bit bigger. Pretty as big, well. yeah. Yeah, because having a B side is very helpful, especially in practices. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the difference between like having real game scenarios versus having like playing 7v7s on a small sided field. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So who sticks out on your B side? Uh, there's there's definitely, I mean, it's a race right now um, for like the 18th, 19th, 20th spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Emmett Lyons is, is an amazing soccer player. He's uh, he's in there. He's, he's, he's been on the bench. Uh, he's kind of back and forth between soccer and hockey right now. So we'll see what happens with him in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he playing both for UPI? Uh, no, not for UPI. UPI. He's just playing like junior B or something. But oh, okay. But it, it's still it's like junior B is like the same time as as some soccer things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. You got to commit to one. And yeah. You got to yeah. make that decision. Yeah, and he's liking both right now, and I know he really likes hockey. So. Yeah. Yeah. So between does. the two, what do you think he would choose? I think if he was had to choose, he would probably pick hockey. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know why I would say that, but I just yeah. I get that vibe from him. Yeah, and that's a. Would you say that's a pretty big piece or no? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. Like, he definitely tries his hardest in soccer and stuff, but I don't think he has to drive as much. Would you say it's something you've dealt with, like, your whole life playing mm-hmm. soccer? Because, like, when I was playing soccer, like, you always had the hockey players say it's, like, school season and it's end of September, early yeah. October. Those hockey players just leave and go to soccer, yep. go to hockey tryouts and go to hockey games over the soccer games? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely a struggle growing up as, as like kids are trying to find new sports and stuff. Mm-hmm. We had a few rugby players that were playing for Team BC that couldn't play uh, games. Um, I played, I mean, I played school soccer, club soccer, and then club hockey in high school. So I was doing the same things. I was, like, some days I was playing a game of soccer, and then I'd go play hockey, like, that night. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a struggle, but, I mean, people learn to deal with yeah. it, I guess. Being a multi-sport athlete at a youth sports level, it's... Yeah, it'd be tough for sure. I, I don't think I could do it. So going into the fourth year next year, will it be possibly your final year? Um, what do you expect from yourself as a leader um, to help this team grow to the next level? Uh, I think the biggest thing I can do is, is be a leader on the field uh, versus off the field. We have two really good leaders right now off the field. Um, Duncan Murray and, and Colin Kerner are captains at the moment. Um... And, and they do everything off the field, um, like just like booking fields and, and making sure everyone's on top of their schoolwork and that kind of stuff. Um, but they can be a bit quiet on the field, and I think I can, I can just be a bit louder, yell at the guys. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like we have, I think there's like seven of us that are in our fourth year or something like that. So there's lots of guys that can do the same thing. Um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully we can find our boys on the field. So there is a bit of shared responsibility amongst yes. leadership that isn't all on your coaches. No, no, not at all. So um, Louis kind of leaves it up to us, which is good. I, I we enjoy that. Yeah. So let's just do our own thing, figure it out. Yeah. So, oh, way back now, probably eight or ten years ago, U.S. men's national team did really well, and that helped change soccer culture in America a fair bit. Kind of growing right now too. Yeah. Yeah. And now Canada. Getting a little hot, men's and women's side. What are you looking forward to in soccer culture in Canada? I think I think it just shows how much we're growing right now as as a as a soccer country yeah. now. Um, I think it's just going to keep growing. Uh, the numbers are are getting crazy of youth players. Uh, I think we're first in the division right now, Canada going into uh, yeah. World Cup qualifiers mm-hmm. stuff. So very good chance they're going to qualify yeah. for the World Cup, which, which would be amazing. Yes, and. Do you think players such as Alfonso Davies and Jonathan David helped that a lot, like in terms of growing the sport of soccer in Canada? I think so for sure. Uh, Alfonso Davies is, is amazing. He's he's done a lot. Um, him him going to um, Germany is like yeah. is is crazy, and it's definitely put us on the map a bit more. Mm-hmm. People know who he is, and they know he's from Canada, which is crazy. Like you always want to hear that. Yeah. You don't really hear people playing in the top five leagues in Europe yeah. that are from Canada. So for him to be not only playing in one of those leagues, but be a really, really dominant player yeah. in that league, it helps signify players there's a, there's a chance from Canada yeah, exactly. that you can make it. Yeah, I think so. I think it just gives hope to more of our players. Same as uh, the U.S. I think it, it help, helps the U.S. as well. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, the goal here is, is like, can, you, can I get to the MLS? Can I get to... Uh, now we have... Uh, the CPL in Canada, which is just shows how much it's growing, right? We have the CPL, uh, BC is putting in another semi-pro league. Yeah. Um, so it's just Canada, it's just growing soccer big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see a lot from overseas come here, rather than, Later. like you said, us yeah. going over there. Yeah. So, what's your goal after UPI? Um, I think my goal is, I think I just want to take it as far as I can. Um, I don't have any... Um, like, I'm not going to be disappointed if, if... It's the dream to play, like, in the MLS, or... Yeah, um, I, th- I think I'd rather play in the CPL. Okay. I think the CPL... Uh, it's not, like, downgrade of the MLS, um, because uh, Pacific just won. Yeah. They... I uh, can't remember who they played. I think they played, like, TFC. Uh, it was very, very close game. Mm-hmm. If, if not, they won. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, if, if I could go pro, that'd be the... I mean, that'd be the goal. Right? Yeah, yeah. And there's a bit of freedom, much like hockey again, <laughs> yeah. on on loan or you know, going elsewhere. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots of freedom. I mean, uh, I was just in Halifax with the U23 Wanderers tryout. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Evan was there, Casper was there, uh, another guy, Riyad and uh, Daniel were there. Um, so it's just like so much freedom. Like I, I, I can go home and I can go try out for Pacific FC, which is another CPL team. Mm-hmm. So it's just freedom to do like anything. Yeah. Well, we congratulate you on now your success now in the AUS and hopefully more success later in your life. And, Thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate you coming on, and for everyone watching on YouTube, we hope you like and subscribe and enjoy it, and everyone listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, follow along. Thank you, and uh, Grant, I'll leave it to you. Cue the music! <laughs>